welcome to Marvel Cinematic University. I'm your host, Professor Alex, and with me today is my lovely student. I always point in the wrong direction, Jacob. That's me. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic University, where each and every week I teach Jake something he probably never knew about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he doesn't know how to pay attention to movies. I fall asleep during movies. Each week we go through one of the movies. Uh, Jake gives a reading. I go through all the details that he may have missed while watching it. Uh, This week we are talking about the finisher to phase one, the Avengers. Oh. I thought you said the finisher as in like a different Marvel movie I never heard of. And I was like, "Uh oh, I've watched the wrong movie. Yeah. Don't you remember your homework was to watch the finisher? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel's the finisher. Yes. It was a good film. Doesn't leave anyone unfinished. (laughs) No, it wraps it up quite nicely. Um, But yes, today we are talking about the Avengers, not the finisher. I would just like, start off the podcast by saying I am grieving. Why are you grieving? The death of Phil Collins. <laughs> Not Phil Collins. Oh, well, at least you'll only have to grieve that for a few episodes until you'll have to grieve it again and again <laughs> and again. Oh, he's dead forever, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hashtag no, hashtag Coulson lives. <laughs> a trending hashtag in 2012 and 2013. I can see the Twitterverse was all uh, up in arms about that. Yeah, well, it wasn't owned by Elon yet, so they could talk about other things that weren't ruining the world. <laughs> but yeah, so Jacob, what did you think of Marvel's The Avengers? Yeah, it was all right. It wasn't the best, but, you know, it had its moments. Hmm. I, hmm. I think I've been spoiled by later Marvel films, such as Endgame, and that's kind of my threshold for a good marvel movie and this is up there but not it's not end game level i mean that's absolutely fair however i feel like i rewatch this movie and I, i'm like wow i forgot how good this first avengers movie is yeah it wasn't bad i fell asleep twice during it but you know oh. one time i was very sick and the other time i was tired let's hope it doesn't affect your uh your recap of it Here's the thing. It was almost certainly during the same part each time. Oh, good. So I'll know exactly <laughs> what part it is when you skip right if over it. A, if there's a good 15 to 30 minute gap in my story for some unexplained reason, we'll know why. I'll know exactly why. All right, Jake. Well, I got some details on this movie I'd like to tell you about. Hit me with them. So Avengers Assemble came out in May of 2012. Actually, it might have been April 2012. I should have actually written that down before I tried to say it off the top of my head. It came out in spring of 2012. There you go. It had a budget of $220 million and got a box office of $1.519 billion. It's a lot of money. It is currently the number nine highest grossing film of all time, being third at the time of its release. Is it more than Iron Man? Yeah, Iron Man I don't is not even close to the top ten. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact, I wanna say it's like there's like four or five Marvel movies on the top ten. I looked at the top ten earlier. What I can tell you is there's only three non Disney properties on the top <laughs> ten uh highest grossing films of all time. Well, you know it's number one, right? Uh right now number one is Avatar. No, it's the Hulk. Obviously. Oh, yeah, obviously it's the Hulk. Huh? 
I can't believe yeah. that's not on the top 10. Crazy. <laughs> this movie was directed by a piece of shit. We will not be saying his name during this episode. He is a garbage human being. Does not does not deserve to be mentioned on this podcast in any way whatsoever. No, 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 no. Also, whose name doesn't deserve to be on this podcast, and I'll probably just bleep that out. <laughs> this film shows the return of Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, and Chris Evans as their characters from their solo films, Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America, respectively. Respectively? Respectively, yep. Yep, not respectfully. Respectfully, they've returned. <laughs> so since they returned as their characters, however... Mark Ruffalo replaces Ed Norton as the Hulk. Oh, does he ever? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Just the opening scene of this movie, when you see the Hulk, immediately better than the entire Hulk movie. Well, as we mentioned in our watch through of The Incredible Hulk, um, they, the director of that movie originally wanted Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. And you can see why. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now the fun thing too about this movie is that even though it's connected to all the movies that came before it, the Incredible Hulk is the only one where there's no characters returning, no cast members returning from that movie in this movie. Yeah. I mean, they took all those cast members out back and shot them in the head. Actually, that's not true. Tony, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Does, uh, reprise his role as Iron Man in this film. Yeah, it's 30 seconds of fame in that movie. <laughs> well, that, that's the movie he got real big in, right? Yeah, yeah, it was The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that's really what uh, set his career ablaze. Um, also returning in this film, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Clark Gregg returns as Coulson, Jeremy Renner returns as Hawkeye from Thor, Scarlett Johansson returns as Black Widow from Iron Man 2, and Tom Hiddleston returns as Loki. Now let me throw this piece of info. Let me throw this piece of information at you here. Throw it at me or vomit on me harshly. Uh, let me vomit this info at you, all over your face. And uh, oh no, because uh, I'm a bit confused. I've watched this movie a couple times. How does Hawkeye get put under Loki's spell? When does this happen? He hits him with the scepter at the beginning, or was that the part of the movie you fell fell asleep through? I see. At the beginning of the film, when they're in the little science lab at the beginning of the movie, Loki comes in and blows up the lab and takes control of Hawkeye and Selvig. Okay, so that's when that happens. It takes me a good 10-15 minutes to get into a movie. Well, have you tried paying attention to the beginning of the movie? Maybe you'd get into it faster? I really should sit down and just focus for about 15 minutes before I start a movie, really get in that headspace. Yeah, just make a big bowl of popcorn, sit down, and just stare at a blank screen for 15 minutes, and then turn the movie on. Yeah, they really shouldn't put anything important in the first 15 minutes of a movie anyway. I think most movies put very important things at the beginning. I gotta rewatch a lot of movies. I had some more. I had I had one more fact here about the movie. Oh, um, <laughs> Kobe Smulders takes up the role as Maria Hill, being one of the film's only original main characters to not appear in a previous film. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, Robin Scherbatsky. Robin Scherbatsky. Agent Scherbatsky. Yeah. Because <laughs> have I ever told you the story of how I met your secret agent? <laughs> um. So this this movie takes place one year after the events of Fury's Big Week in New York, 2012. 
Yes. And that's all I got for you. You know what that means. It's time oh boy. for you to tell us about Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, so I got to go through and recant the whole movie now? I'm sorry. Is this your first podcast? <laughs> <laughs> We've been doing this for ten, nine episodes. I think this is episode nine. I, I think this, I'm pretty sure this is episode nine. We've been doing this for nine weeks now, and you haven't figured out the format. It was a joke. Yeah, I'll believe that when it was actually a joke. <laughs> So Loki breaks into a lab, puts Hawkeye and Selvig under his spell, and then sends a bunch of aliens to New York and the Avengers defeat him with Loki's spear, and that's the movie. And then they get swarmed. So I see the part where you fell asleep was the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but okay. So getting started here. Uh, Loki, obviously we've talked about it, breaks into the lab. I don't remember that part. I don't think I can get through that part. It takes me like 15 minutes to get into a movie. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe that's the most important part of a movie. You've really thrown me for a loop here. I know. It's (laughs) kind of my job as the teacher is to make you feel like you don't know what you're talking about and that you continue to listen to me like I know everything. (laughs) My whole brain right now is just a Thanksgiving bagel. Oh, I could eat that again. Why did you bring up the bagel? Continue the story. (laughs) You scramble my brains, I scramble yours. After that, uh, they're like, we got to put a team together. I don't know, this whole first part of the movie is really... Alright, so they're working on the Tesseract, doing the secret project that we learned about in the end credit scene of Thor. Hawkeye's looking up from a crow's nest, just staring down at the scene. And sure enough, uh, Loki just emerges from the Tesseract. Like he was freshly born from the Tesseract's womb. And he's like, hey, I'm uh, I'm here to like cause havoc. And Nick Fury's like, we have no quarrel with your people. And Loki's like, an ant has no quarrel with a boot. And then he steals the Tesseract. Fury, I think, shoots it and overloads it or overloads somehow. There's a nice little chase scene in the underground uh, parking garage. They get out. It's like Maria Hill, Coulson, and Fury in the in the car or something. And then they get into a helicopter. Fury gets in like a fight with Loki and Selvig and Hawkeye, who are trying to get away because now Helvig and or uh, Selvig and Hawkeye are bad. And then uh, Fury like explodes or something. Is on the ground, hopeless. And then he's like. We need a team and then cut. It's the Avengers logo, Avengers theme song. And then I think you could take it from here. Yeah, he says, from this moment on, we're at war. He tells uh, Coulson this is level seven. And uh, he calls Agent Romanoff, who's, you know, getting interrogated. Yeah, she is really, they're really working her. They're going to get everything they need from her, or she's going to get everything that she needs from them. Yeah, and Coulson's like, this is where you're at. You're on this floor. If you don't give me the girl, if you don't let me talk to the girl in 10 seconds, I'm going to blow the building up before you can even get to the exit. 
And she's like, what do you want? I'm interrogating this guy right now. He's telling me everything I need to know. <laughs> and the guy's like, I haven't told you anything. And Colson's like, no, we need you now. It's serious. And she's like, fine. Well, what's her what's her trigger? What's her trigger? What triggers her to go? Uh, she he says uh, Hawkeye's been compromised. Hell yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I got to do something about this. Beats the crap out of all the guys in that room and then uh, walks out like like it was just casual, casual nine to five. Yeah, so that guy, that guy she's interrogating, the name I, I escapes me right now, and I did not write it down like the fool that I am. But in the comic books, he is one of her villains. Ah, okay. And then uh, she gets sent to get Banner. Well, she thinks she's going to go get Stark, and then Coulson's like, no, I got that big guy. You got the other big guy. Um, so she gets uh, sent to get Banner. Mm-hmm. And... Banner's like, so is there a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents outside? And she's like, just you and me. And then after some convincing, he decides to uh, go with her. And she's like, all right, you can all stand down. And, you know, the 920 S.H.I.E.L.D. agents outside all stand down. And he's like, oh, just me, huh? Do you think they're all 10 years old, like the one that lured them there? <laughs> or do you think that was the only one or do you think it's like a bunch of like kindergartners in tanks like rolling up on the hulk turns out chris hansen was in the house all right uh i guess we're on track i feel like you you're we're a little out of order but it's on track enough continue the train's on the track yeah yeah we're going the right way it hasn't fallen off completely yet no okay uh so after that happens Something else happens, which I I will tell you about. Uh, they... Are you ready to go, Wiki? <laughs> <laughs> the intent in your eyes look like you were like scrolling through a Wiki. <laughs> I'll tell you about it in just a second. Um. So then. Nick Fury goes to get Captain America, who is, you know, just punching punching bags across the room until chains break on him. And so um, there is a theory that that is the same uh, boxing gym as uh, Matt Murdock uses, who is also known as the Daredevil. He works as a boxer or whatever. Uh, But this is just a rumor or this is just a theory. No one has been able to confirm it with any solid proof or evidence. Pixar didn't happen kind of deal. Exactly. It's not yeah, confirmed no, it, like that kid from Iron Man 2 being uh, Spider-Man. You know I'm going to bring that up every episode because it's hilarious to me. I know we're skipping a bit here, but after like the end scene, right? Not the end scene, the end battle, when they're like talking about like how the Avengers saved New York, there was a kid with an Iron Man mask on. Is that supposed to be like a little subtle nod being like, hey, that's Peter Parker there as well? That's I mean, I don't think anyone's ever brought that up, but we could uh we could tweet at Kevin Feige and see if he wants to confirm that. <laughs> we could <laughs> Or, you know, maybe just a kid who bought a mask at Walmart, who knows? But could be. But anyway, getting back on track here. Uh, Captain America gets some convincing. Um, 
you know, he decides to join, of course, because he's Captain America. No, in this scene, uh, he makes a bet with Nick Fury that he bets him 10 bucks that uh, he's won't see anything else that'll surprise him after seeing everything in this day and age now. Yes, yes. And then when he gets onto that aircraft carrier, that's also a plane. He hands him the 10 bucks. (laughs) Yep. He throws 10 bucks right in Fury's face. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, they go. Loki's in. I don't know where he is. It feels like London, but I don't think it's London, but it could be London. Oh, uh, it might have been Germany. Oh, Germany. It's Germany. It's Germany because uh, Captain America says last time someone in Germany was having everyone kneel around him. We had a disagreement. I'm pretty sure it's Germany just because of that one line that Captain America says. But then they go. They fight Loki. Um, Loki gives up pretty easily and they capture him and arrest him. You're forgetting the awfully brutal scene where Loki. Oh, wait, you've okay. Actually, we've forgotten a bunch of scenes here. We got, I don't know how we got to Loki already. Um, so let's, let's rewind. Um, so you got, you got Hulk recruited and you got Captain America recruited. You're missing somebody. Tony Stark. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they try to convince him, but he doesn't want to go right away because he's like got a date with Pepper Potts. But who recruits who recruits Tony Stark? Philadelphia Coulson. Um, in the scene, too, we also like before Coulson goes to recruit him, we see Iron Man uh, powering up his new Stark Tower using arc reactor technology. He flies. His suit comes off in a nice, fancy uh like helicarrier thing he walks in he's like give yourself 12 percent of the credit um then he tells colson uh this is tony stark's live model decoy which is a reference to the comic books live model decoys which were uh robots who thought they were the actual people that would be used to uh like fill their place if they were like off off uh earth or like dead or having to protect their identity or whatever yeah, so that happens. Coulson's like, here's all the info that we have. Stark opens a computer and watches the last five movies. And then... Am I supposed to come in here with something? Or are you, are you having a stroke? Yeah, I said, and then... Then they get to the helicarrier. Uh, Steve Rogers and Bruce Banner are talking. Black Widow comes out. The boat turns into a plane. Yep, then there Loki's doing that mischievous deed in Germany where he, uh, you know. And who locates, who locates Loki? Who locates him? Yeah, who, who's like, oh, we got a facial recognition hit on Loki? Uh, it's that other guy who's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent whose name escapes me. Let's just say he sits very well. Ah, yes, agent uh, sits very well. Agent Sitwell. I know it's Agent Sitwell. <laughs> All right. Now they're in fucking Germany. <laughs> they're in Germany. Like, this is a mission for you, Captain. And uh, they have a little skirmish, if you will, with Loki. They do some fighting, and uh, Loki surrenders rather easily, which Shocking. confuses Captain America, Steve Rogers. It's like, that's too easy. But Tony's cool with it because he'd rather it be easy than hard. Yeah, Tony's like, ah, it's no problem. And, you know, then there's a little bit of lightning. And uh, I think it's uh, Steve Rogers says, well, you don't like lightning. 
And he's like, Loki's like, I'm not very fond of what generally comes after it. Which I think is a very clever line. So I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then uh... Thor lands on the ship, comes in, grabs Loki by the throat and <laughs> flies away with him. Steve Rogers is like, we need a plan of attack. And Tony's like, I got one. It's to attack. And he flies away. And then uh, old Captain, uh, Captain America there puts on a parachute, follows him. First, Black Widow's like, they're literal gods, you, you can't, like, there's nothing you're going to be able to do, and Cap's like, there's only one god, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that, and then he jumps yeah. out the back of the, the plane. Yeah. Marvel has some solid, like, just one-off liners, you know? I think they're, this movie probably has the best of them. All the Avengers movies have pretty fair <laughs> amount, to be honest. That's, they're pretty good. That's true. It's because this cast has really good chemistry together. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see how many of them were like improvised. I was going to say Robert Downey Jr. did like ad lib most of his dialogue in this movie. Also, yeah. fun fact is he hid a lot of snacks on uh, set because of how big his role was. He didn't have a lot of breaks to eat, so he would just eat on screen while he's on camera. That's funny. <laughs> That's why there's like random scenes where you'll just see him like eating like candy or something. <laughs> That's actually a gem of a piece of knowledge right there and uh so anyway thor and tony stark get into it they have a scuffle does mother know you weareth her drapes they fight and then my question is like why is loki not escaping while they're fighting it's all part of the plan okay so loki's okay with it yeah that's why he surrendered so easily uh, i guess that makes sense he wants to continue to be captured um because it's all part of his plan he's a good planner for sure but Thor and Tony Stark have a fight, and then Steve Rogers is like, hey, stop it. And, stop uh, it right now, you two. You two stop it right now. Like, he's their dad. Okay, Cap Dad. And they get Loki back. They lock him up in the uh, prison cell, which I believe is meant for Hulk, right? Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to be able to hold Hulk if Hulk hulked out and needed a place to be locked up. Mm -hmm. It's also designed to drop out of the plane to the ground, to the ground really fast. <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just not with the right Avenger on there. Yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, this is the part. It's a little more fuzzy for me. What happens next? Give me a hit here. All right, so then they get back to the helicarrier. Stark's walking the deck for the first time and seeing everyone working, and he goes, that guy didn't know it, but I just saw him playing Galaga. Oh, and then yeah. Galaga goes on the screen. Uh, it's also at this point where Stark takes a little chip and puts it on the the uh, Fury's control panel thing to get all the, the information from the computer. It's yes. brought up later when they're having their fight and he's like, here's all my encryptions that I just got from your entire database because of that one small thing I put there. I was going to ask you about that. Way to clarify. That's what I'm here for. And he's like, how does how does Fury look at these? Shabotsky's like, oh, he just turns. He says, that must be tiring. Yeah, he's like, he puts one, one hand up to his eye and is like, how does Fury see all this? So yeah, so then... Um, I think I think it might have been earlier where they had told Bruce that he was just there to be searching for the radiation that's coming off the cube, which happens to be gamma. Yep. Uh, so since he's an expert in gamma, that's the reason 
that they've recruited him, and it has nothing to do with the fact that he's the Hulk. Nothing at all. This also sets up the part in Endgame where we find out that he is able to do a snap and survive because he's made of gamma radiation, and so are the stones. Um, so this backs that up because the stone is emitting gamma radiation here, and it's not like, oh, now it has gamma radiation. Foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's at this point where Stark goes up into the lab and starts working with Bruce at the same time. Oh, no, uh, Steve goes up there as well. Uh, so <clears throat> I think at this point, also, Black Widow starts berating Loki about why he's there. So there's just a lot of downtime at this point. Cap goes off to see what Fury's hiding, what his secrets are, while Stark is doing that himself by <laughs> hacking his computer. Um, they're also studying the scepter, I think. Yeah, that's that's it. They're studying the scepter and the radiation coming off the scepter. This is where they get, what's his name back? Uh, Hawkeye. The, in a little bit, yes. Yeah, it's like the same general time of the movie, though, right? Yeah, so it's after all this downtime, but I do want to talk about yeah. some of this downtime first, because this downtime is like has a lot of exposition um, and kind of a lot of character moments. Uh, So we see Bruce and Tony talk about like uh, Tony, like Tony's like, oh, being the Hulk saved your life, like that amount of gamma radiation should have killed you. And Bruce is like, oh, then what did it save me for? Hold on to that for about a year and a half. And we'll talk about that in a way future podcast. And then, oh, yeah. So then Fury comes in and he's like, we got to lock you up because Black Widow just found out that Loki's whole plan is to kill you because Loki like was like, hey, you killed the daughter of Russian guy whose name I'm forgetting. Uh, Drakoff's daughter uh, and your ledger is red. You've got a red ledger. How can you ever like save Barton? Like, I'm going to let him kill you as a fun joke. And then she starts fake crying and he's like, Oh, I thought Hulk was emotional or something. And then she's like, oh, your plan is to release the Hulk. Okay, got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He says, I'm not the only monster on board. And she goes, oh, yeah, your your whole thing is you're going to release Hulk here. So let's secure the Hulk. So they go in to secure the Hulk. There's a whole argument. They're fighting back and forth. It is very heavily theorized that the reason they're getting so angry is because of Loki's scepter. And it's at this point where I'm going to tell you what Loki's scepter contains. Are you on the edge of your seat? My seat couldn't have more of an edge. <laughs> That's an interesting thing to say. But anyway, Loki's scepter contains the Mind Stone. You're right. I know I'm right. I've seen every movie multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> we don't learn this until the second Avengers, but uh, it's heavily theorized that the reason that they're all arguing in this scene is because they're being inflicted by the Mind Stone. Um, It's also theorized that that's the reason why Loki seems a little out of character in this movie, where he's more aggressive and angry than mischievous um, and just kind of trying to get his way. Um, So they're all fighting. Um, Bruce talks about unaliving himself in that icy mountain we saw in the deleted scene in the Hulk. He's like, the other guy spit the bullet out. And then Black Widow's like, uh, put the scepter down. Or I think maybe that was... Nick Fury is like, put the scepter down and he's like, oh, shit, I'm holding the scepter. And then Hawkeye breaks onto the the plane boat and explodes everything. And that's when Bill Coulson dies. Oh, man, you love skipping like 20 minutes at a time here. There's a nap in between. 
Um, so I guess this is me telling this story. This will reflect in your grade. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> there's an explosion. Uh, Black Widow and Hulk or Black Widow and Bruce fall uh, floor down. Oh, we also I also forgot the part of the argument where Captain America was like, take your suit off. And what are you? And Tony Stark goes billionaire playboy philanthropist. Um, so they go and they have to their plan is to go fix the engine that uh, Hawkeye blew up. Black Widow's trying to calm Bruce down. But Bruce is like, my name's not Bruce. It's Hulk. And he hulks out and starts destroying the ship. Thor comes out of nowhere. I, I honestly don't remember what Thor was doing during any of this, um, but he starts fighting Hulk and Hulk tries to pick up Mew Mew and cannot do it. And then at the same time, uh, Barton gets Loki freed. He opens the thing for Loki. A Thor sees this and runs at Loki, but Loki does his I'm not actually here kind of thing and locks Thor in there. Um, and then the hero of the story, Coulson, comes in to save Thor with his gun. Do you know what his gun is made from? Arc reactor technology. That's a good guess. But the real answer is the destroyer robot from Thor. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They told that shields got a hold of that robot after the whole thing, because obviously it was just left there in a husk. And they turned it into a gun. You will also remember that they did that in the comic book I made you read three weeks ago. Yes, that makes sense. Now I remember <laughs> reading that. And I think we've talked about that before. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh, you'll see it when we watch the Avengers. Uh, so then Coulson's like, oh, I really want to see what this thing does. And Loki's like, that sucks. And uh, appears behind him, stabbing him. Uh, the scene also had to be cut down for the rating. So this film almost got an R rating because of this scene. Uh, in the original cut, you could see the scepter go fully through Coulson. Um, but it's okay to, you know, take, uh, you know, some kind of drill and drill out some guy's eye. Well, it was a sci- it was sci-fi, so it was fine. <laughs> okay. How about in the Captain America movie when the guy got propellered? I don't have an answer for that one, if I'm being honest. God, that's, that's a moment. Fine, but as long as we don't see some guy get stabbed with a sword, I will have you know before you know we uh, continue here. I was going to mention both those parts, just in the incorrect order. Okay. Well, we got you right on the right path here now. So. Yeah. Um. You know, I was going to mention. I was. I don't know where Thor came from either, but I was going to mention all that and how he gets. You know, dropped out of the plane, aircraft carrier thing. The helicarrier. Uh, helicarrier, yes. TM. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, then Hulk kind of destroys the whole thing. I was going to mention all that in just in the incorrect order, basically. Mm-hmm. But Loki gets away. So he can do his Loki things. Yeah, he's got to do his Loki things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh... Then they're like, oh, Philly cheesesteak Coulson's dead. The cheesesteak's gone. Fury, you know, throws. Oh, we forgot to talk about how uh, Coulson asked Captain America to sign his baseball card. Oh, yeah. It is important to know that the costume design Coulson mentions he had a lot to do with. 
Yeah. Uh, it's one of the reasons the costume looks so bad and so campy in this movie is because it was based off the propaganda and the comic books that the public was like new Captain America for. They didn't really necessarily know his war costume. Yeah. <laughs> Coulson's like, you know, he he's a sucker for old things. And, you know, that's kind of why he designed the suit that that way, I'm assuming. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. He was a big Captain America fanboy. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so I thought it was funny that he asked him to sign the baseball card. She's like, oh, in mint condition, just a little fraying around the edges. But anyway. uh, yeah. so those cards do come back, though. Yeah. Well, after he dies, they're covered in blood and Fury throws them down on the table. And, you know, Fury goes over. He's like, my plan was to form the Avengers initiative all along. Um, which kind of seems just like uh, a plan to really rally the troops. Yeah, I mean, that card was in Coulson's locker at the time of Coulson's death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Might foreshadow a couple of things, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, he rallies the troops um, just as, you know, Loki's getting ready to open up the sky with the Tesseract and bring forth all the monsters. What monsters? What are the name of the monsters? Aliens. The Chitari. Chikaris? The Chitari. Um, the Chitaris? Chitaris? Yeah, the Chitaris. Shit-Ataris? Yeah, the Shit-Ataris. That guy was playing yeah. Galaga. He didn't think we'd notice. Um, <laughs> There's the connection. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, and also Stark figures out at this point that he would need a lot of energy for this portal to open up, and they figure out, oh, it's Stark Tower. Coincidence? I think not. It's because, most likely, the arc reactor technology derives from the Space Stone, which helps open that portal up. <laughs> um, so he opens up the portal, and this is when the end battle begins. The 30 minute end battle. <laughs> yes, it's quite a battle. You know, these Marvel movies, they have very good end battles. I remember seeing this movie for the first time. And like when I was explaining it to my dad before we went to see it the next day, uh, I was like, just be aware, the last half hour is just straight up the fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't cheap out on these battles at the end there. They're no. a good chunk of the movie. But that, like, the battle two itself is, like, in three parts. So the first part is, like, what we're seeing now where, uh, is it? A, yeah, it's at this point where Stark tries to reason with, uh, with Loki. He comes in, and I'll let you tell the story. No, you were doing good. Yeah, he tries to reason with Loki. Um, I think Thor's there as well, trying to reason with him, right? No, so no. at this point, this is when Stark comes down and does his fancy little unsuiting thing. Oh, yeah. And tries to talk to Loki, but Loki's not really having it. Yeah. And then Loki tries to take over uh, Tony's mind and mm -hmm. hits him with the Mind Stone. But Tony doesn't turn another proof of the possibility that his arc reactor technology is made from the Space Stone, which is counteracting the Mind Stone in Loki's scepter. Um, so it's at this point uh, he's like. I have an army and Tony's like, I have a Hulk and Loki's like, where is your Hulk? He's run off like a little Hulk baby, like a little Edward Norton Hulk. Um, 
classic <laughs> Edward Norton Hulk just running out, scared. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. I don't want to be here no more. Not my contract. <laughs> um, but then every people like a salamander. All right, but then Loki throws Tony out of the building. Tony's new suit comes and saves his life. And then uh, the cavalry finally arrived because that's right. Tony took off ahead of Steve, Black Widow and Hawkeye, and they came separately in their own Quinjet so that they could like maybe carpool later or drive away later. Uh, who knows what the, the driving situation was like? They, they had to get takeout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they stopped at McDonald's on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then they are on the ground fighting a little bit and Hulk rolls up on a motorcycle and is like, yo, how can I help? And uh, Steve's like, how about have you tried getting angry? And he's like, that's the thing, Cap. I'm always angry. And he turns and turns into a green monster and just punches this worm space thing in the face. Oh, we're already on this part, huh? There was some I mean, there was a good amount of fighting before that. But yeah, no, no, this is when the fighting kicks off. No, there was some fighting before that. Yeah, they were in the, the Quinjet, and then they got shot out of the sky, land on the ground, and then Hulk rolls up on a motorcycle. Yes, yes. Sorry I missed that one little action piece. You would have slaughtered me for that. Yeah, but I'm the teacher. I also did kind of mention <laughs> yeah, it. I don't hear you saying anything about this movie. You're doing such a great job for calling it. So then he turns into the Hulk... Uh, Iron Man's like, yo guys, uh, talking didn't work. And Steve's like, uh, it's cool. We got a Hulk man here. And Tony's like, oh good. I knew we'd come. And then he's like, all right, I'm bringing the party to you. And he rounds the corner with a giant space worm. And Black Widow's like, I don't see how that's a party. You know, that's kind of when we get that iconic Avengers scene there where they're all like in a circle getting ready to fight yet yeah, uh, tony comes down into the circle hulk is angry cap readies his shield for some reason black widow readies her guns and hawkeye <laughs> readies his bow and arrow because what do you do when there's a bunch of aliens invading new york you take your bow and arrow you use your bow and arrow you stand on the corner of the roof and you shoot the aliens one by one until you run out of arrows <laughs> yeah that's really you know that's the plan Hulk goes crazy, starts smashing anything and everything, including, I think, a second giant space worm. Uh, and then, you know, he gets to the tower, and then Loki's like, enough! And then he's like, you're a weak little Hulk! And one of my favorite parts in the whole movie is when Hulk just, you know, picks him up and ragdolls him through the floor. You skipped a lot. I know, I was just anxious to get to that part. <laughs> Um, yeah, first, I mean, everyone's fighting on the thing. Um, Iron Man goes up to another worm trying to figure out how he's going to take it on. And he asks Jarvis, you ever hear of, uh, Jonah, Jonah? and the whale? <laughs> and Jarvis goes, I don't consider him a role model, but then Tony does it anyway, goes inside, blows him up from the inside. Um, there's a bunch of collaborative fight scenes where you see, uh, I think it's Iron Man shoot Tony Stark or, <laughs> Tony Stark shoot Steve Rogers shield. Uh, you see uh, Thor hit Steve Rogers shield with his hammer. You see Black Widow jump off Steve's shield. Uh, Steve's just doing everything. 
uh, carrying the load. He's also telling the police what to do, and they're not happy about it. They're not having it. And he's like, Why do we listen to you? And then he like kills an alien or something. Kill 15 aliens in front of him. And they're like, all right, go get the people. Uh, they keep doing these little fight scenes. Um, and then, yeah, then Black Widow gets up, breaks the or tries to break the Tesseract thing. Um, but I don't think it necessarily breaks the portal. I don't remember what her. Destroying the portal did. Oh, yeah, this uh Iron Man finds out that a missile is coming, so they're about to close the yeah. portal after. Uh, so, well, the WSC gives a plan to Fury, and he's like, "I'm not. I heard your plan. I'm just not going to do it because it's a dumbass plan." And then they like relieve him of his duties. They they send a plane up that has that nuke attached to it because they're going to nuke Manhattan to get rid of all the aliens and everything. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark goes after the nuke. Well, Black Widow's about to close the portal, and he's like, "Nope, hang on, I got a nuke, and I have the I know exactly where to put it. I gotta dump this nuke somewhere." Yeah, he's like, "And I know exactly where to put it." Fun fact about this scene, real quick, is that when they launch the missile, they say, um, "You have two minutes and twenty. I think it's 20, two minutes and twenty seconds till missile detonation. It's two minutes and twenty minutes of actual uh, film time." Oh. You don't see that too often in film. No, usually they either make it way too quick or spread it out way too long. Yeah, usually you got two minutes and 20 seconds or 45 minutes of movie time. That is true. I've seen that before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know how to count their minutes. I had two forty-five. They just got the coding wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. It was actually two hours and 45 minutes, but, <laughs> but anyway, this is, and let me, uh, let me run this by you. Why does Tony Stark have to fly into the portal? That nuke is going, and it's gonna go no matter what. Uh, gravity. It's 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 gonna go through the portal anyway. Well, he had to fly. He had to direct it towards the portal. Yeah, but he didn't have to fly into the portal. What if he released it and it just like missed the portal by like a hair? Dude, he could have gotten close to the portal. He didn't have to fly basically all the way to the enemy ship. Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, space was through that portal, so the space would have been sucking him off of Earth's gravity, probably. I think that's how space might work. Okay, but he could have, like, maybe turned around once he got into space and flown back through. Uh, I think his suit was running out of... Yeah, his so, suit ran His suit froze. He could have released it sooner. Anyway. It's it space. There's no friction in space. It's just gonna keep going until it hits something. He had no choice. He had to do it. I, just I like think. just just like Steve had to um put the 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 plane in the ice. Yeah. We don't we don't question it. It's just part of the story. I suppose. He also wanted to prove to Steve that he could be the guy who would jump on the grenade. Ah, I get a little he 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 ain't getting no respect around here, so he had to <laughs> jump on the grenade. Exactly. Okay, I I got it. That makes more sense then. He jumped on a nuke instead of grenade, but you know, Eh, tomato, 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 <laughs> potato, potato. And then, you know, Steve Rogers is like, all right, shut the portal. And Tony Stark, you know, falls through it at the last second. Thank God. And, yeah. Thank goodness. Otherwise, short franchise. Thor's like, he's falling too fast and not slowing down. And then Hulk comes out of nowhere, grabs him and falls to the ground. And then, you know, after he saves his life, he just throws him off like a rag. 
blanket or a uh, sack of potatoes. Sack of potatoes, yeah. A salamander. <laughs> salamander, yeah. Um, yeah, he throws him on the ground and then screams in his face, which was an improv moment by Mark Ruff- Ruffalo in his uh, capture suit. Well, I mean, it's good because the Hulk would probably be mad that Tony Stark is dead. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah. wake up! Wake up, man! Why are you sleeping? Think of all the smashing Hulk would have done if Tony Stark died. We would have had a whole other Hulk movie. He probably would have smashed Pepper. I like to think so. Um, so then Tony wakes up and is like, oh man, do you guys want to get some shawarma there? I saw a shawarma place down the street. Yeah. And then they're like, we got to clean this shit up first. Yep. And then they got to go deal with Loki and, uh, they do that iconic scene where they're all standing over Loki. The WSC is not happy that they sent Loki back to Asgard. Mm hmm. And, well, he, uh, the thing about the World Security Council is they'll never be happy about literally anything. No, they are the worst. <laughs> they are the worst. Uh, but, you know, they take Loki back to Asgard. They use the uh, Tesseract. They send that back there, too. That's how Thor and Loki get back there. Yeah, because there's no Bifrost. Yep. Rainbow Road has not been repaired yet. Until it has been. Until it has been. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, you get you know, 25 minutes of end credits. And then, you know, once you skip through that, you get a scene of them just eating shawarma. I'm not sure. I'm sure you have some tidbits about this scene. Like, oh, the guy selling the shawarma is actually, you know, a superhero from another movie. Well, we'll get to the tidbits in a moment, but you also missed the other mid credit scene. There's a mid credit scene? Yeah. All right. I, you, you gotta let me know. That there's more than one because I'm not sitting through all the credits. I skipped through until I saw. This is on you. I'm not sitting through the credits. It pans to an end. There's literally a button on Disney Plus that says skip credits and it takes you to the mid credit scene. And then the credits start again. Then it says skip credits and then it takes you to the end credit scene. So that's on you a little bit. I watched this on my phone and that button was nowhere to be found. Anyway, so pans out, we're in space. There's a little goblin guy talking and he's like, the Avengers defeated Loki to court them will be to court death. And a purple guy with a head like a ball sack turns around and is like smirks into the camera. Mm, I wonder who that could be. And all the nerds in the movie theater went, Thanos, that's. Hey, hey, buddy, who's not a loser? That's Thanos. Hey there, was, hello, virgin. That's Thanos. That was me. I was the nerd that was like, Thanos? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yes, then more credits, then shawarma. Shawarma, yes. You know, I did kind of think that that was an, a weird end credit scene for you to, you know, make sure I, I watched the end credit scene. Not gonna lie, I forgot. I forgot that you wouldn't know about mid credits. Yes, yes. Um, I did watch it like three times to try to figure out why you would were so insistent on me watching this one specifically when they're just sitting there eating. Yeah. It turns out there's a mid credit scene from Shaw. I'll go back and give it a give yeah. it a look. Yeah, it's the first time we see Thanos, and the only time yeah. that he's not portrayed by uh, Josh Brolin. 
Anyway, um, good job on the retelling of the movie, me. I'm going to go ahead and give myself an A+, absolute 100, knocked it out of the park. Uh, meanwhile, you're you're going to get not just an F, but a 30% F, so you know that you've absolutely failed. <laughs> it was a D- minus at worst. This is one of the biggest movies we had to talk about, and I think I said most of the plot. You didn't give me a chance to speak. You could have interrupted at any time. I wanted you. You specifically told me last week, stop talking over me. I was waiting for my opportunity. <laughs> no, you weren't, because then I would stop and you went, oh, you're doing a good job, buddy. I give you a B minus. I get 100. I, I grade it. Put the grades in this class, so. All right, so this is the part where we abruptly put this in and maybe film it a second time. Who knows? Uh, may have fucked it up the first time. <laughs> um, but Never would do that. <laughs> but we talked so much detail about this uh, movie, The Avengers, that we needed to split this into part two. So you can see that next week on Marvel Cinematic University on Thursday at 3 p.m. Uh, but for this week, we this has been Marvel Cinematic University. You can follow me at AJ Slabs on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Same with him. You can follow him on those websites at Juicy Snake 12 uh, We have an Instagram for the show as well, Marvel Cinematic University Pod. <laughs> and we have a Twitter that's MC University 101 I couldn't get Marvel Cinematic University in either of them because it was clearly taken. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, the idea. Yeah. Um, what, what else did I have to put in this? Uh, new episodes every Thursday at 3 p.m. Follow us on Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment. Um, give us a five-star rating if you feel so inclined. And until next week, I'm Alex, that's Jake. And if you're not going to rate five stars, just act like you never heard it.